Welcome in to another edition of the Train with the Best podcast from Onyx in Reston, Virginia at VTFC. Craig Hoffman, Chris Gores here again in person, which is fun, back to back. That's right. Uh, I am back from New Orleans, which is where we're going to start in a minute. But I know I'll let you set up the main topic today because it, it actually stems from an Instagram rant from you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I'm not going to reveal the identity of the player because obviously I don't want to get her in trouble. And, and it, that's a whole nother issue when it comes to uh, women's sports and, and the NWSL in specific. But, you know, it, it was just shocking to me the the type of program that was given to her to, to do in the offseason and. You know, she she reached out to me and said, "Hey, is this something that I should be doing, or or is there something better for me?" And clearly, there was something better for. So we'll we'll go into that later on in the show. Yeah. So the quality of strength training, even at the professional level, in this case with the NWSL, but taking a look at women's soccer in particular, um, and some of the best things and best practices, and hopefully some athletes will listen to this and be able to go, "Wait, I'm not doing this. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's call up Chris Gores and get a better program." Uh, but or anybody, just to get it better. Don't do the dumb stuff. That's the goal by the end of this podcast, right. to know what the dumb stuff is. Um, how was your week? We'll start there, and then we'll get into uh, the chicanery of mine. My week was good. My week was good. Uh, you know, I started off this week just kind of doing a little detox, so I've been I've been eating like a vegan for the last three days. I already feel better, so going to keep it going for the rest of this week and then start to start to get back into eating some stuff I normally eat. But I, I kind of went I kind of went crazy on my birthday. Like we went to Texas Day Brazil for for dinner and then we went to like a sushi all you can eat cuz mm. everybody was in town so uh kind of went crazy and I was like, "Oh, I need to I need to do something here." So, been feeling good for the last 3 days. Yeah, I think that balance is so important. A lot of times people are like, "Oh, I ate so bad," and they beat themselves up. It's like, just take a couple of days to eat really super clean. Be a little, be a little bit extra good, so that you can occasionally be right. a little bit extra bad. Right. Which leads us to New Orleans, uh, which, <laughs> where where uh, everything has lots of butter. Everything is fried. A lot of butter. Oh, it's so delicious. It's really good. You can only go like my my rule is four days and out. This this happened to be a a, four days. This happened to be a two day trip. Like I will never go to New Orleans more than four, because Uh, I was going to say three. I think three is three is probably honestly by the fourth day you're like all right this is good. My my, so my buddy and I Gooch we talk about this all the time. You know like Vegas is the one place in the world where you're just as happy to leave as when you get there. Mm-hmm. Like the the plane ride leaving Vegas, you're like, oh, finally I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> like it's the same feeling as when you're landing in Vegas and you see the lights. You're like, yeah, I'm here, and then they're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Right. New Orleans is not like that. Like I love New Orleans. I don't necessarily feel that way when I'm leaving, but it's one of those places where 72 hours is plenty. Yeah, you you can. It's not enough to explore all of the restaurants, but it's as many as you can explore without just feeling like death. <laughs> right. Uh, and. Man, we got we got the hookup. Um, we got really really lucky in a way. Um, Christian Smith, who is the general manager of Brennan's, which is one of the absolute best restaurants in New Orleans, uh, used to work and live up here in Washington D.C. is a big listener to our radio station 106.7 The Fan. He actually uh, was able to fly Grant, Danny, their producers, a couple of their wives down there, put them up, took care of them. Nice. I of course get looped into that as yeah. the person who's going anyway. <laughs> Um, so he, uh, an incredible dinner at Redfish Grill, another one of their restaurants on Sunday night. I love night. Redfish. Oh love man, Redfish. it was so good. Just, it's like Christian, Christian ordered the appetizers and the desserts and we got the rest. Uh, or I guess we got to pick our, our own entree, but it's just so much food and it, man, it was, it was incredible. Um, but then, uh, Monday morning he's like, come on to Brennan's. We'll do breakfast at Brennan's, which is a thing. But it's even more of a thing when the general manager is taking right, care of sure, you. for sure, for sure. So um, I invited John Kime from ESPN.com along, 
and we split. This is and pictures of almost all of the food is on my Instagram. Um, <laughs> but it is it was three appetizers. No, two appetizers. Well, kind of three because we had we had turtle soup. So three appetizers, uh, three main courses, five desserts split what? between the two of us. It this was is, this is some damage. This oh. is this is worse than St. Elmo's. This is way worse. Oh yeah. Well, luckily we were taken care of because <laughs> had we and again the only thing we ordered was the turtle soup and the entree. Everything else was just brought to us, and it, it was all taken care of by Christian and the team. And so I'm happy to plug so it shout here. Out. Uh, shout yeah, out to Brennan's. Yeah, all right, shout I'll, out. I'll, I'm gonna write this down right now. Shout out, Brennan's. Yeah, if you ever go to Brennan's, let me know, and I'll let Christian know that you're coming. Man, it was. It was the best meal ever. Kaim and I were talking afterwards, and we're like, you know, where does that rank on your best meals ever? And it's kind of like ranking the college football teams right now. John said, he goes, yeah, like, okay, Bama's one. What's everything else? Uh. Brennan's is one. What's everything else? <laughs> I got you. Um, it was that good. The service, incredible. Um, and, man, it was just – it was it was – it was unbelievable. So if you're listening to this and wondering what this has to do with fitness, man, plan a trip to New Orleans because then that's going to make you diet or, 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 or behave for a little bit before you go down there. Behave before. And then obviously started behaving again as soon as I got back. I did also go for a run later that day just because it knocked me into a food coma. Then I got up and was yep. like, I got to go outside yep. and went for a run. Uh, unfortunately, it was like a, literally 100% humidity started raining during the run, uh, just spritzing because it was so humid. I was dying. Uh, and then I went back and had a uh, Pascal Manal's barbecue shrimp. So really did a good job with the diet there. Um, but it was but like incredible. I said, like New Orleans is not the place that you go to, to like count your calories. Like just go no. and have a good time. Put that into your schedule. If if you've never been to New Orleans, go. Be prepared to to gain a little bit of weight, lose like five six pounds before you go, and you'll be fine. Which brings us to the fun part of this segment. Um, I weighed in on Thursday before I left and decided to step on the scale this morning. And I was only there for a, a couple of days, and I did do the run once, and I actually made I did out. Do the run once. <laughs> I I re- I exercised once. Uh. But I only gained a pound, which look, is, man. I mean, that's what happens when you when you lift weights. My body's pr- apparently running very efficiently right now. You which have, is you very have the nice. metabolic resistance built up. Yes, that's the technical term for it, right? My good friend Danny does not have the metabolic resistance. <laughs> oh, poor Danny! Now Danny's been working his ass off. Um, he's lost a ton of weight. EMP one eighty weight loss is, is sponsored him and Grant and. They've been great doing it. Um, they've lost so much. It's funny. We were actually looking at an old picture. We're like, good God, Grant, you were fat. He was so he was a rotund man. And right. now he's a little slim man. If I can get him to lift weights, maybe we can get a little bulk on him uh, in a healthy way. But that's, it's okay, Grant. Uh, we will, we'll, we'll work on it eventually. Instead, for now, he's just jealous of me because of the one pound that I gained. Right. Because I lift weights. Danny, poor Danny, he does lift weights. He does work out. And it's just his metabolic resistance is it's a tough fight. <laughs> Guess how much weight Danny gained? So wait, wait. He got down there when Thursday with you? No, I got there. No, I got I got there on Sunday morning. He oh, got okay. there on Friday night. So he was there Friday night, Friday Saturday, night for Sunday, dinner, which was Monday. a big dinner. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then weighed in. Uh, got back on Tuesday, weighed in. Uh, so Wednesday I'm say, morning. So three meals on Saturday, three meals on Sunday, a meal on Friday night. Three meals on Monday? Is that what we're, ta- we're talking about? I don't know. I mean, there were, there were a couple of days where there were some extra meals in there, and, you know, All right, there's so drinking. I'm going to say, and- I'm gonna say one and a half pounds per meal, and he had, t- so 15 pounds. 16.6. Woo! I was close. You were close. I was close. My guy, poor Danny, 
Gained 16 and a half Jesus. pounds in four days. That was me just doing the math, but now that I'm wrapping my head around that math, 16 pounds in four days, man, that's that's. A what tough. can we, tra- trainer Gordes? What can we do for Danny to help him build up his metabolic? Honestly, the, I mean, this is the this is the reason why you lift because you know if you if you if you're used to losing weight by doing cardio and by dieting, well, what happens when you don't do cardio and what happens when you slip off that diet? You don't have anything that's working in your favor anymore. You know what I mean? So you have to build up that muscle. You have to you don't have to get in here and be Hulk Hogan or, or, or anything like that, but you know, training your muscles and building that metabolic resistance, I mean, it goes a long way as you as you've seen, you know, you, you went and had four pretty bad days as you would call it, and yeah. you did the run for <laughs> I mean, in, in the seventy two hours that you were there, you ran for thirty minutes. So, you know, yeah. seventy one and a half hours of terrible eating and, and a half hour of running and you gained a pound. Versus somebody who doesn't do stuff like that, I mean, they gained 16. So there's your proof. I mean, we knew that Yeah, we knew that going into this, but if you're out there wondering why or, or you're trying to, again, like to convince your clients why they should be doing strength training, this is why. Because, yeah, you can go and, and do two hours of cardio a week, but when you take those two hours away and you, and you take away the, the carrots and the hummus and you replace that with butter fried oysters that are treated as hot wings yeah like by the way this was gonna amazing happen. dish it's not hey look <laughs> it's gonna be delicious i'm just i'm just saying like you know to to, to be able to enjoy that and not worry about it i mean is yeah that, is that priceless to you it's priceless to me yeah for sure and i feel bad because now it sounds like we're piling on danny danny does lift weights what? danny we need we Danny, send us your weight program so that Danny, we can come on, come on down to Richmond and come to Onyx, man. Let's let's get a weekend. Hell, come to, come to Reston when Chris come is to up Reston, here. Yeah, we'll uh we'll 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 look at the program. Also, if you can teach Danny how to hip hinge, I bet you I can. It was so funny. Make, here's, let's here's let's one, put this one on. More, let's put this on YouTube one, or something. One more funny Danny story. Um, Danny's a comedian. This is not the funny that he usually is, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so. Danny and I worked out together once in the the gym uh, in the bottom floor of the radio station in the office building that we're in. And I was trying to get him to do, I think it was just dumbbell deadlifts. And he like just couldn't do it. And I'm like, and I'm trying every cue I know, trying to, like, and I don't have, to, I don't have time to like really coach it. Cause I'm also trying to get my workout in right. and we're on a time yeah, it's limit. It's tough to coach when you start, when you start working out. eventually I was just like, do this instead. I can't remember what I gave him, <laughs> but he just couldn't do it. And then so he like it kind of put off some light bulb in his mind. He's like, "Oh yeah, like hip hinge. That sounds familiar. My college baseball coach used to have to program around that because I couldn't do it in college either." Danny was, and this is the the other funny part. Danny was a good college baseball player. Was he also? Did he also play soccer? No, he was baseball. I think he played some basketball um, okay. in a decently, like in high school. I can't. I could just want to remember him doing bits where he thinks that he can kick a forty-five yard field goal. Oh no, um, Grant thinks he can return a kickoff. No chance. To the 20, which is hilarious. Zero chance. Yeah. Oh, there's... If it was kicked to the 19, he's not returning it to the 20. <laughs> <laughs> I if, can't wait to save this audio. <laughs> Grant, I love you, bro, but like, if, if it's kicked to the 19, you better fair catch that thing, because you're getting popped right now. Oh, my God. Um, yes. Um, but Danny, Danny emailed his baseball strength and conditioning coach and was like, yeah, I tried to do a deadlift the other day and couldn't do it. And, he's, and his strength coach was like... Yeah, I struggled with that with you for four years. I couldn't get you to freaking hip hinge. So maybe, maybe uh, master trainer let's go, over let's here. Let's bring him in. Let's see if we can do it. All right, we, we have a bit here. Uh, Danny, you're coming to Onyx. 
We're going to see if we can get you to hip hinge. We're going to look at your weightlifting program. We're going to see if we can build you some metabolic resistance. And then we're going to go back to New Orleans for four days and see if we can keep it in the single <laughs> yeah, digits. That's the experiment, right? That's the experiment. We got to hit, we gotta hit up. Who's our boy's name over at Brennan's? Christian. We got to hit up Christian. This is, uh, this is all for science now, Christian. So we just got to... We got to repeat the meals. Everything that we ate before, we got to eat it again. In the name of science. <laughs> science! Uh, that's what we're here for on the Train With The Best podcast. Danny, I'm sorry about all of this. Kind of. <laughs> it's for entertainment purposes, but also for your health. All right. Coming up next, uh, speaking of health, we got to make we had some, some strength programs to fix in the NWSL. We'll get into it next on the Train With The Best podcast. The Trend with the Best podcast is powered by Keto Life Incorporated, who provides keto-friendly coffees and creamers blended with protein and MCT oil for all-day energy. Founded by three brothers, each a collegiate athlete, when they refuse to settle for the mainstream bottled coffees and energy drinks, because if you can change your energy, Chris, you can change the world. Maybe maybe we just need to get Danny some super coffee. I know he's talked to Jimmy before. That could be helpful. We just get him like some almonds and, and a super coffee for breakfast, and we can... We can start getting that, that weight back down. Right. Let's get it part of his daily habit. Wake up in the morning, grab your super coffee, get your protein, get your MCTs, get your energy up, and be good to go for the day. Remember, Danny, change your energy, change your world. That's the key to life. We got to get it for Danny. And Danny can get it 50% off, just like everybody else at right. drinksupercoffee.com. 50% off super coffee, 50% off super creamer, anything there. 50% off. Just use the code train with the best at checkout and it's all there for you. We're not drinking the other coffees anymore. We're not using the other creamers anymore. Let's drink super Our main topic today revolves around training at what should be the highest level, but it is unfortunately not as you found out just a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's not necessarily even the highest level or, or something that we found out quite well, like a couple some, weeks ago. Something you it's expressed been, anger with a couple yeah, of weeks ago. I, I was really surprised. I was really surprised. Um, again, this, is, this, this was something, a, a client of mine that, that I've been working with for the last couple of years, um, reached out to me and said, hey, look, there's, here's my goals for the offseason. Um, I've, I've got some things coming up that I really want to work on. Uh, and, and you know what my needs are from, from working with each other for, for a couple of years now. Can you take a look at this program and, and just make sure that I'm on the right track? I, I perfectly, I said, that's fine. I'll, I'll take a look at it. I was expecting to take a look at it and say, hey, yeah, this is good. Go ahead and do this. Maybe change one or two things or add a couple of things here or there. I took a look at the program, and, and I swear, I felt like it was something that was faxed to me. That's how old school this thing was. Oh, man. Right? Like, it, it, it was literally, I calculated the reps in the workout. There was... 468 reps in the What? Workout. 468. 468 reps. I don't think and our hypertrophy... Like, this is a, like, a three-hour workout. Three times a week. Three times a week. Our hypertrophy phase workouts don't have that many reps, do they? Let me tell you what... Let, so, b- before I even get into some of the other ridiculous stuff, let's. I, I can remember this because I just remember looking at my screen thinking, who the heck wrote this? I mean, this was like Ronald Reagan's workout. It was three... <laughs> sets of leg press i'm like okay three sets of leg press this is not the worst thing in the world there are things that are way better than leg press but three sets of 15 on leg press all right then right after that three sets of 15 leg extension this is at a point at, the, at this point now i'm thinking what are we doing leg extension for i i don't i don't have leg extension machines in onyx um 
We don't have one even here at VTFC. I mean, that's just something that we know open chain leg extension is not the way to go. Uh, and, right. and if you are going to be doing it, you'll be doing it with lightweights and not. Anyway, then after that, there's three sets of 15. So, again, this we're already up to 135 reps now, right? Three sets of 15 on um, leg curl. Again, a lying down prone machine. So so all of this is machines. And then three legs, uh, three sets of 15 on the abduction adduction machine each way. Again, I'm like, what are we doing? What are we training for? Right? Then and then three sets of seated calf raise, 15 reps, three sets of standing calf. 90 reps of calf raise. 90 reps of calf raise. Again, 90 reps of calf raise. I no. just I don't know what no. we're doing no. here. No, but we're not done yet, are we? We're not done. Oh boy. We're not done. So and then and then beyond that, you still have like these these power lifts that, that they put in there, and then you have the upper body lifts that they put in there. There is literally like nothing in there to help her address anything functionally at all. Nothing. That's incredible. And, and, and this was a workout that she's supposed to do three times a week, in addition to all of the goalkeeper stuff that she does. Um, like it's crazy. It's crazy. That's insane. And then like and, and then and like to to see that that this is this was the workout given to this person, knowing what her needs are, knowing that she's somebody that doesn't necessarily even need to get bigger and stronger, but more explosive and more flexible and mobile. You look at that workout and you're like, did you even take time to think about this or did you download this off of bodybuilding.com right and what the hell did you type in like did you type in the worst workout ever <laughs> yeah did you type in like wwe like wrestling superstar workout what did you what did you what did you type in so and, and this just leads me to 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 what i see too much of um and it's unfortunate because you know maybe some of even my some of my friends in the nwsl right now are maybe even cringing listening to this because they don't want to get in trouble because they, they can't speak up to these people if you speak up to the coach, it's like, oh, well, you're just ungrateful for this or whatever. You should be happy with what you have. We're happy that you even have a strength and conditioning coach and this and that. And, like, I get it. Like, that, we're trying to help with the strength and conditioning field for them. There's, there's a lot that, that women aren't given. But, like, just to, to, to kind of throw crumbs at them, which is what this was to me. It was like, here, here's some crumbs. Here's a here's a off-season workout. Go, go do it and – I'll see you in I'll see you in preseason like that. That's doing a disservice to them. And this is not happening just at the NWSL level. If you take a look at a lot of college programs, even the high level college programs are either doing the football lift or they don't mm -hmm. have anything at all. Yeah. And then, and then and then you take a look at some of the lower level co college programs, the ones that are not, you know, UVA or UCLA. They don't have anything at all. So so what are they doing? They're downloading the same bodybuilding.com workout for WWE superstar. Like so there's just so much that has to be done and, and it's a it's a it's an avenue for me or not, maybe not an avenue, but it's a part of the industry for me that is is really, really needed. And uh, I've worked with these girls for so long now to 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 be passionate about it, to to know what they need and to know what they deserve and they're just not getting it. And I feel like it's I feel like we're not doing enough to help them. Yeah, it's it's why you need resources put into women's sports. And it's it's not just about players making more money and that kind of stuff. The resources have right. to go to being able to hire good people. Because if you're a strength and conditioning coach, it's not that you necessarily want to work with men over wanting to work with women. It's that the men's job is going to always pay more. And until those things are seen as equal caliber of jobs, 
and reflected that way in finance and resources, whether it's the equipment they're allowed to use uh, and all that kind of stuff, not to mention the, the money spent on the people doing the programming. This is what's going to happen. There's going to be a discrepancy. And especially amongst female athletes where there are some more specific things, some injury patterns that are more prevalent in women versus men, like there needs to be people that go, I'm dedicated to women's strength and conditioning and I'm going to get compensated for it. So I don't feel like I need to you know, spread myself to other, either go to take another job that's a men's job or supplement my income by doing something else and take away from my focus on my main job, which is helping these women. And the fact that that's happening at, at what's supposed to be the best professional soccer league in the supposed world on the women's side um, is is disgraceful. Now, of course, there are leagues in Europe and things that would probably you know, take that probably actually do take that crown. Um, and you see some of that. That's why players like Crystal have gone overseas. Um, and Ali's gone overseas. And a lot of the players that you work with have wound up going overseas. But that's the NWSL's goal is to to be the best. And if you're going to be the best, you have to act like it. And you, it involves resources that clearly just are not available. And that way you get stuck with inferior people. And that, you know, it, it just becomes cyclical. Yeah, I mean, and it's just got to be... It's just got to be a priority. I know. I know people are going to listen to this and think, "Oh, well, Chris, you're just saying this because you, you, you do what you do." And, and like, honestly, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I would say the same thing. Like, this has to be a priority. The strength and conditioning, the performance side of an athlete, is such a huge part of what they do, no matter what sports you play. And, and to to throw it aside like this, and, and not put thought into it, and not invest resources resources into it, like clearly. These these girls and these women are willing to do the work, and it's it's unfortunate that they're being misguided with these programs or by these coaches who don't deserve to be those coaches, honestly. And, yeah. and I don't I don't know how these these people are, are are in that shuffle for for job interviews. Maybe it's because they're just yes men and they just say yes to whatever the coach says, and you know, it's just it, it's a. But like I just don't even understand with the program that you said. Like, what certification does that person have? I don't. I don't. How did, how did that workout ever become? I, I literally sat there before I before I even posted anything. I'm, I'm again, I'm not the type of person to post things and call other coaches out and all this other stuff. But like, I literally sat there and I and I I flipped the board right. Like in in chess, if you don't know what to do, you flip the board and you see like look at it from the other side, right? So I was trying to look at it from the other side, and there was literally no explanation that I could come up with. And I'm usually good at flipping the board and coming up with explanations. Right. Okay, I see what you were trying to do. Maybe we can do this better. Yeah. But not in this case. So let me ask you this. The the goals that this player had, what were they? And then what did you give them? So uh, the goals were to be faster and more explosive. Somebody that is already plenty strong. Yeah, you somebody said he's a goalkeeper, so short area quickness yeah, burst is going to be. Somebody that's already plenty strong. Somebody that does not need to add size. Does not need to add size at all. Uh, somebody that needs to work on mobility and flexibility. Um and really just set the tone for the rest of the program. And this is this is weeks one and two mm-hmm. uh, of getting ready for a full off season. So, you know, we, we I replaced it with a lot more functional stuff, a lot more single leg stuff, um, a lot more pretty complex movements where, that were challenging stabilization and range of motion um, and really starting to set the tone for what's going to come later, which is trying to get her more powerful and more explosive and more plyometric. That's what we need to we need to turn her into. We need to turn this tow truck into a Ferrari. That's mm. that's what we're trying to do. And like what I saw in that program, the reason why I got so fired up, I was like, "Did you even? 
They try you know to know who the, you were writing this for? They, they try to like, take a tow truck and turn it into a moving van. I I don't know what they were trying to do. I couldn't even I couldn't even understand that. You know. So again, um, I, I think it's just it's something that I don't know how it's going to change. Uh, you know, because a lot of coaches and, and programs and GMs and directors and all those out there, and it's not just on the NWSL level. It's happening at the college level. It's happening in the youth club levels. You know, some of these large clubs they do invest in strength and conditioning coaches, but. You're investing in a strength and conditioning coach and paying this person however much that you're paying them. And then they're meeting with each individual in your club for 45 minutes in a week. Is that really fixing the problem? You have you have one coach on staff. Don't don't say that you're taking care of ACL because you hired a strength and conditioning coach to meet with the 2000 kids in your club once a week for 45 minutes on Wednesdays. And when they're meeting with them, it's it's a one coach for 24 athletes. Yeah. That is not fixing the problem. It's not even coming close. So if you're if and if you're a club director out there getting offended by this, good. Wake up. Open your freaking eyes. That's not fixing the problem. All of your ACLs that's still happening is because you didn't you didn't fix the problem. You said that you were, but you're not really doing it. For people or clubs that have a limited resources, what what's the best bang for the buck? Like, what's the so, best so way to go about it? Okay, so then this is beyond like strength and conditioning. This is something that just happen is happening with soccer in general, and maybe even youth sports in general. I've reached out to a lot of clubs, and I said, "Hey, look here, we're a resource for those people that that need training, that want training. Don't prevent your players from going to train somewhere. Mm-hmm. How about that?" Let's just let's just start there. You don't have to necessarily provide this or or include it in your fees because I understand sports for for young players is already way too expensive. But if there's somebody out there that wants and needs this, don't prevent them and force them to train with the guy that you have on staff or the guy that that you have a relationship with because you guys used to drink beers in college. Like that's not how you're serving that player. And a lot of times I, I talk to I talk to these clubs and it's like, well, are you willing to become a sponsor of the club? And be, because there are other people out here who want to be sponsors and they want to put their signs up on our fences. I'm like, you know what? Cool. Let them be their sponsors. I'm not going to sit there and just put my sign on here and, you know, like come out every every Tuesday or every Thursday and, and meet with 24 kids at a time, 45 minutes. Like that's not helping anybody. You know what I mean? So yeah. like. But but you have kids who are generally interested in injury prevention training and speed and agility training and performance training, and they don't go out to where they want to go because they're being told by their directors and their coaches to stay here and do it in-house, and they're being told by their directors and coaches to stay here and do it in-house because so-and-so company paid however much money to put their sign up on the, on the, on the fence. Yeah. Like, that's... It's just ridiculous to me. So, so like these technical directors or whoever it is, and I'm probably going to get in way more, way more trouble than I expected to on this episode, but whatever. <laughs> these technical directors, when I reach out to them, it, all they all they ask the first question they ask is not who I'm quali- what I'm qualified to do. It's how much money am I willing to give to the club? Guess what? I'm I'm done having a conversation with you because you're not in it for your kids. Right. There is a fiduciary responsibility there i i totally understand it and and that's how i actually what well, so i'm saying well the, the fiduciary responsibility is you are inclined to do what is best for your client but no that's not what they're doing they're doing game. what's best for the club how right. much money can they make for the club right. can you can you come up with a sponsorship package and that's what's happening and that's unfortunate because we all know that these this acl thing is happening we know that th- this is a problem and we're not attacking it 
or just using it as an opportunity to make more money. Like, and it's that's unfortunate to me. I've I've had a chance to work with a lot of people coming off of ACL, and the first thing that I tell them is, you know what? Don't even worry about the money for right now. Pay me when you feel like paying me, because right now the the, the most important thing is for you to enjoy this game again and, and to find some joy in this process. Because if all you're worried about is, you know, paying this much money and, you know, this and that and, and the results from a day-to-day thing and, and not being able to find joy in it, then we're not going to get to where we want to go. So that's the first thing that I say to parents. And, and even even the people that are, are, are training with me, I tell them halfway through or, or whatever we are, look, don't stop training with me because money becomes an issue. You come and you talk to me and you let me know what's going on because I'm not going to stop training because I'm already committed to this. I'm committed to you making it all the way back and making it back the right way. I didn't jump into this. I didn't decide to work with you because you were going to pay me three times a week. That's not why I did right. this. You know what I mean? And so like, I, I make it clear that it's not about the money for me. Unfortunately, I can't say that for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. And you know, when you work in a even a place like I work, um, and there are goals coming down from corporate levels and all yep. that kind of stuff, like it can get tough. And it's like, well, you know, this person needs this, well, or we need to sell training like this. And it's like, I don't know that that's what that person needs. But here's what's happened, right? Like, and it, it's it is a balance though, because like as a trainer, this is your business. This is how you make money. Um, so there's a balance there, but at the end of the day, like if you do the right thing over and over again, your business is going to grow because your reputation that's is ex- going to be that's exactly sterling. Right. So, so in in those situations where I've had these talks with the parents and when I've and when I've helped them out and and my, and I made it clear that money wasn't an issue, guess how many referrals I got from those people? A ton, right? A ton. So, like the business, and uh, I know that the bottom line is the bottom line, but the money will take care of itself. Take care of the people first. Take care of the people first. And that's and that's what's getting lost. And, and I feel like going back to the NWSL and strength and conditioning on the college level for girls soccer and, and strength and conditioning for girls soccer on the youth level, we're not taking care of the people. We're just not. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, hopefully it continues to get better. You know, progress sometimes can be slow, but the hope is that it just continues to go the right direction. Um, and in something like the NWSL or women's sports on the whole, obviously it's better than it used to be, but we have a long, long way to go. Uh, if you have any questions for Chris, you can always reach him at trainer Gores on Instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of him. If you're an athlete out there, you want to check your program and, and see like, Hey, is this what's best for me? Um, as he just, I mean, I think if you listen to this, you know, he's in it for the right reasons and, you know, happy to take a look and I don't want to speak yeah. for you, but, um, we definitely at the very least can go like, no, that's not the good thing. And go if you, and if, and if you're out there wondering why I'm saying all this and probably getting mad at me for whatever reason, you're free, you're, you're free to come and spend a week with me. Yeah. Come and come and see what we do. Um, my doors are always open. Yeah, no, there, there's definitely no hiding. Um, and there's a lot of research and homework and experience behind all of it. Um, and that, and the passion comes from honestly, not not just like wanting to do the right thing, but having to fix the mistakes of others to to yeah. to see athletes that have sustained the same injury multiple times when it should have been fixed the first time or never should have happened in the yeah, first I mean, place. Yeah, and here's here's another good example. Last week we had a kid from Ohio come down to get uh, to get evaluated. His name is Danny Robertson. So I know he listens to the show. Shout out to you, Danny. What up, Danny? Um, you know he came in and he talked about the injuries that he's had over the past four years and. None of his PTs or doctors 
thought that his tarsal coalition was an issue. A tarsal coalition is when your metatarsals start to bond. Where they're supposed to be four separate metatarsals. And yeah, I would foot, say that's probably an to, issue. Yeah, that's an issue. They never treated that. They never, they never really addressed that. And he's had knee and hip issues ever since. So he comes here. My man Larry Grind does a, an awesome job evaluating him, and I always tag team these evaluations. We do like a two-hour evaluation process on these on these athletes when they come in because we want to look at every little nook and cranny of, of movement. And we were able to find some things and put him on the right path already. Um, so, and it just it's just mind-boggling to me that somebody out there is calling themselves a physical therapist. And, and they're not treating people. They're, they're looking at charts and they're saying, oh, well, this is what the chart says that you should be doing. So here's your week one program. And that's just BS. That's BS. It's yeah. BS because I have to think about if my wife or my daughter or my son got hurt and they went to somebody like that and they got treated like that, I would be so furious. And that's the, that's the level of treatment that people are getting in, in the PT world. And it's just not acceptable. We got to fix it. Yeah, it's got to be better. Um, but luckily, I think, again, the progress is slow, but it's happening. Um, and, and hopefully that the more that the people who know what they're doing shout about it and demand better, the more people that are receiving the treatment will know about it and demand better. And that's, at the end of the day, going to raise the— yep. you know, raise, And I'm going go, to go back to being humble about this. I'm not, I'm not trying to make myself out to be better than anybody else. I'm, all in, I'm in this to, to serve people, as I always have been. So if there's a, if there's a better way, then let's find a better way together. I'm in. That'll do it for this edition of the Train With The Best podcast uh, on Instagram, at Trainer Gorez, on Twitter, at Trainer Gorez. I'm at Craig underscore Hoffman, at Craig Hoffman, uh, Instagram, Twitter, in that order. Anything else coming up that you uh, that, w- that we need to tell folks about? Nope. I don't think so either. Uh, we'll see you next time, maybe with an update from Danny, who will have hopefully lost some weight by then. <laughs> on Train With The Best podcast.